I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast, the greatest podcast that ever was or will be. Dragons are where our partnership ends. We're here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones. Most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Kevin of House Annulment. And my name is Andrew of House Chris Harrison. Uh, we're here to talk about the fifth episode of season seven entitled Eastwatch. Kevin, a lot of things happened. Turns out Jamie's alive. I mean, let's talk about this for just a quick second. Like, so we throw out wildfire hot takes and there's a reason that Which, they're that wildfire was a scorcher. hot takes. That was, I mean, that was a scorcher. There, there's a reason uh, that we that we throw them out, and my reason was it was you know it was, a, it was a possibility. It was a possibility. It turns out I was wrong. But okay, let's let's also address the elephant in the room. Uh, why why else did you <laughs> say Jamie's alive? I kind of wanted to see if anyone else would would catch on to that and start making jokes. We started to hear our our really terrible. Uh, but but so terrible that they shouldn't be repeated jokes repeated <laughs> on other yeah. podcasts and Twitter. <laughs> right. We think we're pretty unique here. Like we're not. We've probably stolen stuff before from other people, but we probably. think we have some very, very unique uh, content that we have here. And we've seen it pop up everywhere. <laughs> we've got a very, very. uh, We'll just call it a, a robust following. Uh, on this podcast, and we appreciate all of our listeners. Absolutely. Um, it just some of those listeners also love our jokes so much that they uh, use it on their own podcasts, <laughs> which which is fine. Which we wanted to do. But please Kevin do. wanted to see. Please continue to use them. Well, please. Kevin's excuse. Kevin's excuse for his terrible take of Jamie being uh, dead <laughs> is that he wanted to test to see if anyone was going to steal his stuff. Listen, that's, that's, that's sort of true, and that's sort of not true. I kind of just wanted Jamie to be dead because it would be such a crazy deal. That's true. Okay, so it turns out Jamie is alive. You know uh, what? He Hot also... take. He's actually dead. That was Arya. Oh, he's still dead? <laughs> that still was Arya. dead. <laughs> that was Arya. All right, fine. He's not dead. I, I concede he's alive. Okay. Uh, this episode, bad week for Team Tarly. Terrible really, week. Really bad week. Yeah. Really bad week. Um, also, John has a new pet. How about that? He uh, Ghost is going to be mad. It's like it's like when you're, you come home, mm. like last night. We went over to our, our buddy's house, and uh, they got a new puppy. Mm-hmm. And that puppy was like rubbing all up against me, biting my ankles, you know, really doing doing puppy stuff. Right. When I just got like home, the dragon does. Yeah. Just when like I got home, my dog was not happy with me. Mm-hmm. She was sniffing me. She was looking at me like, "Where have you been? What dragon have you been hanging out with?" So when when John goes back to Ghost, Ghost is gonna be like, "Where you been, buddy?" Mm-hmm. What's this about? Yep. So uh, Jorah, Andrew, Jorah's back. He's got some new threads too. How about that? Ooh, black leather. He like, got the black leather uh, memo for this. Like, this season, black leather is in. Do you think he stopped at like a like a store on the way and did that? Or you, obviously the the Citadel didn't didn't give him that. So he 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 probably like think about on the way like he's in a wagon or he's on a horse or whatever, and he said, "Pull over, pull over." I need to go to that thread store. And he, he walks like, out yeah, with that. Yeah, he's, he, he's probably got on a boat because he got there pretty quickly. Yeah, so right. he got on a boat. He's he's cruising by and he sees an outlet mall. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like the uh, Oakville Mall. It's like, oh, I got to go in. 
course, gotta go where Cersei goes. Hot topic. Hot topic. Get myself some black leather. He did. He did that. Uh, Andrew, this is this is bothering me a little bit. Tyrion has another dumb plan. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> uh, they they devised this plan sort of uh, with Jamie and Tyrion uh, in, in the basement of the the Red Keep. Pretty cool scene. Like the dragon heads, get it all planned out. Wanted it to be longer. Uh, also, Kevin Gendry. Gendry's a thing. How Gendry's about back. that? I'm big Gendry. Big time. Gendry's back. I, uh, I think Cersei. we've joked for like the last four years that that in a in a wildfire hot take or it is known prediction that Gendry was going to come back. Mostly joking. How about that? Mostly joking, but he's he's back and he's he's back with a vengeance. Yeah, he's he ready is. to party. He's ready he's to ready party. To go. He's ready to go. Uh, Cersei <laughs> I got, got some a butter beers to streak him. Uh, he's he was ready to party. Like you want to do this? Yup, let's go. Party pack. Party pack. Good to go. All right, let's close this out. Uh, Cersei's got a bun in the oven. Uh, Sam sucks at Maester School. Yeah. Uh, Arya got little fingered. You wrote that. I don't know what that means. That's inappropriate. Well, I mean, not. I'm just reading that you can't just put this on the paper and make me read it here. Well. Whatever. You've got a hot take about that later, and I'm I'm curious to know what it is. <laughs> uh, and then we close off with the Eastwatch All Star Squad, uh, which needs some help. We're gonna have a little bit of that help uh, later on this episode. And just to give you a preview of what we're gonna talk about, we're gonna, of course gonna do the box score, the MVP. We've got a pretty strong candidate, probably a shoe in for comeback player of the year. If it's not Hot Pie, it'll be this character. We've got the. Uh, uh, you know, a couple big things happen in this episode that are questioning our beliefs. So what are other Westerosi long-standing beliefs that, that we're going to question? Uh, we've got the Eastwatch All-Star Squad, which we're kind of going to kind of give them some advice, um, taking from kind of other realms, other uh, mediums about how they should they should proceed. And of course, we'll close out with the uh, Book of Brothers and the It Is Known prediction segment. But Kevin... Let's go to the box score. Tell us the kills. All right, Andrew. Drogon, he's got two kills. A couple Tarleys. Uh, rotisserie Tarleys. And Gendry, Andrew's got two kills. Those are the only deaths in this episode. But uh, but Gendry with the with the hammer. He's bringing the like hammer the down. Ham- like I the like hammer. the hammer. I do too. You got that, um, you got that Robert Warhammer. Do you see he's got the uh, the stag antlers on the side? Mm. It's all like Baratheon up. I like that. It's good to have a Baratheon back. Yeah, we've we've been missing a Baratheon for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Since so, Stannis died, there's been no Baratheons. Yeah, you're right. So MVP of the episode, Andrew. Uh, obviously, the criteria here is whatever you want it to be. Is it Gendry? Is it Davos? Is it Littlefinger? Is it Jorah? Or is it somebody else, Andrew? I kind of threw those four out there. I think it's Davos. Davos had the best well one-liners. Mm-hmm. He moved everybody around. I mean, he did his one skill. I mean, his one skill is to crack dad jokes mm-hmm. and to smuggle. So he smuggled Tyrion in, and they smuggled Tyrion and Gendry out. Got his job done. Made some jokes. Got John back up to Eastwatch. I think that's a successful episode. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll, I'm, I'll go a little bit different direction. I'm gonna go with Gendry. Um, he got out of out of. Uh, uh, you know, Gin Alley, <laughs> wherever we bought him. He's he's rocking the hammer. He's obviously been practicing or thinking about it. Uh, he, he seemed to work that thing pretty well. So 
I think he's fine. And he's hooked up with his other bastard buddy, like the bastard bros. Uh, you know, they're like, I'm a bastard. You're a bastard. Let's do this together. Best friends. That weren't they like, a, wasn't he a little bit, um, I don't know, <laughs> like very excited. Like, it, it's like, I don't get out much type of approach that oh, he was yeah. taking. Cause he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't I don't think get out. He does. I don't think he does. So it's good to see Gendry do. I think just his pure happiness factor. That's why I'm giving it to Gendry. He like seemed it. like the yeah. the one that advanced his cause the most. He is out of flea bottom and he's rocking the hammer and about to go mess some shit up. I like that. Very good. Uh, let's move on to the rookie of the year real quick. We got two guards at the red keep. <laughs> Probably not going <laughs> to win rookie of the year. I got, I got some lines. Uh, got to eat a little bit of that fermented crab. Hello. But, uh, did not survive the episode. Uh, but, you know, just to go back to Gendry, Gendry will be in the running for Comeback Player of the Year, a character who's been gone for uh, 10 episodes or more. I think he's been gone for four seasons. Is that Something right? Something like that, yeah. He's been gone for a long time. Yeah, so it, it is down to him and Hot Pie, right? Like, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Like, Hot Pie was the, like, number one leader in the clubhouse, probably not going to be unseated unless Gendry came back. And Gendry's so, back. I mean, there so, were to be count ballots up until the, up until the deadline. We're not going to know the answer. Yeah. Um, and let's close this out. Hall of Queen, Hall of Fame qualifiers, and of course, uh, this is as voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of Westeros. And the only qualification to be in the Hall of Fame is that you must be dead. Hmm. And we've got uh, the two guards, which we'll just we'll <laughs> pass those along. Uh, and then we've got Randall Tarley and Dickon Tarley. Didn't get to see a whole lot of them generally. We got to see them at a little dinner party in the last season. We got to see them this season, you know, leading Cersei's army. Didn't bend the knee. Dickon followed his dad, and they both got uh, burned to a crisp. Kevin, any chance for Hall of Fame? No, not for me. Uh, obviously, they're they're pretty legit. Uh, I understand Randall was a quite a general in the in his day, and. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think we've seen anything on the show that really sticks out uh, to to even get close to a Hall of Fame qualifiers. And they were a real big dick to Sam, which you know that's not cool. That's not very cool. So uh, we're gonna move on to our first big segment, Kevin. And uh, this is calling. Uh, we're gonna call it questioning our our Westerosi long held beliefs. And what we learned in this episode, kind of casually from Gilly, is that John is no longer a bastard or he never was a bastard. How about that? This is something that was very crucial to John's identity. Something we held dear, something that was a pillar of the entire story is that John snow is a bastard. His name is John snow. So that's, that's who he is. That defines him. We find out that's not true. He is, he is a legitimate born Targaryen mm. because uh, his mother and his father, Rhaegar Targaryen were wed in a secret wedding in Dorne casually read by by Gilly so what if that's not true what else isn't true I can't believe anything if John's not a bastard so we went back and we started questioning questioning our beliefs questioning our long-standing uh, beliefs about this world and and Kevin what did you come up with Andrew number one Karth is not the greatest city that ever was or will be what? figured this out yeah I know that's but long-standing belief the time. I know. Long-standing belief. Uh, that apparently goes to Tumbleton, which is a suburb of King's Landing. It's got great schools, easy to get around. Most people flock from King's Landing years ago. 
Andrew, it turns out Karth is more like St. Louis. Like most of the people inside it think they're really badass, but like those are the only people that think that. Yeah. So that's something we learn. I mean, that's that's right. a, that when, is a longstanding belief. When when U.S. News and World Report comes in, or Westeros News and World Report comes in, <laughs> they're gonna give Tumbleton high rankings for quality schools, mm-hmm. low crime rate, right? Not being uh covered with bones outside the gates. <laughs> not not being Karth. <laughs> not being Karth. Uh, so uh, no arch. I, I can see. I can see a no arch. <laughs> I, I can see uh, how that would happen. Um, I'll go on to my uh, long-standing belief. Bran isn't really handicapped. Isn't what? really a cripple. What? He just likes being carried around, and he likes the good parking spot. Oh, man. That's a long-standing belief, though. Right. He's not. He, he gave that up. I mean, he, he saw how much attention he was getting. He's like, oh, I'm into this. Interesting. I'm going to keep going with this. So Bran, not wow. really a cripple. Wow, we're learning so much. All right, I got another one, Andrew. Uh, you know the wall. People think that the wall has this magic to keep white walkers out. It turns out, Andrew, that it just keeps them out because it's really, really tall. Oh. That's the reason. Oh. oh. <laughs> There's no magic at all. No it's magic. Just, it's just super tall. It's just tall. <laughs> no one wants yeah. to claim that. No. Night's King's like, I'm going to find a different way. Mm. They just get to the wall like, eh. Yeah, eh, eh, we can do something else. Yeah. Let's go do something else. Okay, last one. This is questioning our Westerosi longstanding beliefs. Our last one is that Davos, Sir Davos Seaworth, actually has all of his fingers. What? Yeah, he's just playing a really long dad joke where he pretended to cut his fingers off <laughs> with like he, with with scissors from his uh-huh. other finger. Like his, he was using his other hand right. as scissors. And so it's just a really long con. So he did that in front of his kids like 20 years ago. He's just really holding on to that joke. That's like, I cut good. him off, guys. I cut him off. Look, look at my glove. No fingers. No <laughs> fingers. Pretty, that's pretty good. Just a really long joke. So Davos has all of his fingers. How about that? Wow. You learned a lot in this episode, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mean, stay woke. Stay woke, Kevin. I mean, always woke. question your beliefs. Question these longstanding traditions. That's right. You know, stay woke. Gotta stay woke. All right. Well, that's that's helpful. Good work, uh, Andrew. Let's move on to this uh, this issue with the East Watch All Star Squad, Andrew. We have we've got two two uh, two ideas here, uh, and we we've noticed one thing that that, that there's a, a bunch of people teaming up. Some of which know each other. Some of them don't. Some of them know of each other. It's a little awkward group together. You know, you got people of all different walks of life. And they're all going on a journey, Andrew. They're going off to, to accomplish something. And so we, we thought we'd give them some advice. And, and honestly, in, in, in my case, try to give them, uh, you know, give, try to identify what, what person is kind of whom. By really, on, on my, in my account, using football, your account using Ocean's Eleven, right? Right, right. Okay. So developing a strategy based on these, you know, types of, uh, of enterprises to, you know, to really achieve their goal. So right. you, you go first. Okay. Us, using the NFL as a strategy, NFL is a, is a leadership structure. How are they going to achieve their goal? Okay. So one of the problems with this group is we've got too many quarterbacks, right? We've got a bunch of quarterbacks in this group. We've got uh, Thoros is kind of a quarterback. We got Barrick is kind of a quarterback. The Hound's kind of a quarterback. Uh, you know, John is definitely a quarterback. 
Bran, I'm going to throw into this group because Bran's sort of going to watch him from over top. Like he's, he's sort of involved. So I know Bran's not one of the people walking out, but Bran's going to be among this group. I hope that's okay. He's kind of, that's a, he's kind of a I'll coach. give that to you. I'll give it to you. Kind of a coach. Okay. So number one, uh, Thoros, Andrew, uh, brings people back to life. You know, that's good. I'm going to call him Tom Brady because Tom Brady resurrects people's careers every day. Every day he resurrects someone's career. <laughs> I mean, Randy Moss washed out, comes out, comes, shows up, Patriots, the camp. Everyone's all quiet about how awesome he's doing. Boom, he throws for, he, gets, he receives 25 touchdowns. Tom Brady resurrecting people, bringing them back to life. Barrick Andrew, same thing. A guy that keeps coming back. We can't get rid of him. You think he's gone. And then next thing you know, he's back. He says he's done. And then he comes back again, but he's never quite the same each time he comes back. I think you know where I'm going with this. Does he look real haggard every time he comes back? Every single Maybe time. Maybe his, his hair gets a little wider. A little his grayer. beard gets a little longer. That's right. You got it. Brett Favre. Is, <laughs> is he starts wearing jeans from Kmart. <laughs> Sketchers and, and doing uh, exactly. So Andrew the Hound. This is another uh, this is another quarterback. You know, a- Andrew, the hound is 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 Tony Romo. And the reason is, you know, he's pretty good in the regular season. But Andrew, when the battle gets hot and you're thrown into the fire, he turns around and just can't get the job done. He can't, can't get the get job done. done around the, in the fire. You throw him no in the fire. fire. No can't fire with Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. No fire. No with fire. Jora, Andrew, kind of a wily veteran, right? He's one of those guys who's who can sort of, uh, you, you know, he doesn't have the strength anymore. He doesn't have the speed anymore. He's not relying on on his on his four four forty. He's relying on veteran, you know, savvy moves. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a wide receiver because he's kind of a guy who's gonna receive more than he's gonna throw. Uh, Andrew, he's Anquan Bolden. He's a guy who's who's who uses his wily veteran skills to push off and grab jerseys and kind of get around to, to get open, gets the job done, but does it his way. Kind of the wily veteran way. That's uh that's Jora Tormund, Andrew, that's Gronk. That's just like, of course, that's just, like, yeah, it's just, of course, it's obvious. Of course. It's obvious. Right. Yeah. Tormund is Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, he loves spiking things and that's really the only reason <laughs> he is. That's definitely Gronk. All right. Gendry. Andrew, this one was kind of tough. Like off the top of your head, like of this list, like Gendry is the toughest one. I give him Eli Manning. Mm. Couple couple reasons. Just just leave. Just hang on, hang on. Uh, he's a mouth breather. That's number one. Like that's that's something we know. Uh, and number two, his dad was more famous. That's something that's that's uh, that's out there. Okay, uh, I like that. I like that. And his brother uh, does pizza commercials. So exactly the same. <laughs> exactly, exactly the, the same. same. <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, just let that one go. Okay, and then John, Andrew, that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, here's a couple things here. I don't know if you know this about Aaron Rodgers, but he's got a weird relationship with his family. I do know this. He's got a really weird relationship with his family. So, you know, so does John. He's not sure what his family is or who it is. Like, that's... That's something, you know, and uh, the other reason he's uh, Aaron Rodgers, he conquers the North. You know, he, he always wins. The, he's winning the North. He he's, wins the AFC North all the time. He's the king of the that's North. Yeah, he's king the king of the of North. The north. All right. so, that's it. That's the only reason. He's really just the king of the North part. Is, is or NFC North. Yeah. 
Yeah, very right. true. There you go. Okay. So Brand, like we're gonna throw Brandon as an extra here because Brand's, you know, he's he's out there kind of patrolling. He's he's helping him out. Maybe a little coach in the sky uh, gives him information. He's John Harbaugh. Okay. Okay. Stick with it. Uh, I, I don't I don't see where you're going. Just just hold on hold on. Oh wait. So he had a brother that uh, that that's sort of you know better than him, more bombastic. He's the quieter one. Just kind of goes about his business, winning at a sixty percent clip. Plus, he's in charge of the Ravens. Oh oh Get it? <laughs> oh! I took me a second. Get it? I he's, got it. He's the Ravens coach. I got it. Oh my god! There you go. Oh god! <laughs> there you hey. go. Hey, hey, your turn. All right. So when I saw them go north of the wall, they go through the wall. They they're at East Watch. They go through the gate. It reminded me of an Ocean's Eleven heist, right? And to be to have a successful Ocean's Eleven heist. You have to have clearly defined rules. Guys just can't all be quarterbacks, like you said. They can't all be quarterbacks. They, be they quarterbacks. need to they need to separate. They need to have individual roles in order for this to work. So I went ahead and made a hierarchy of, of who is what, what they're supposed to be doing, and 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 they're gonna get Terry Benedict's money out of the casino, aka steal a White Walker and bring it south. Right. Okay. Ready for this? I'm ready. It starts off pretty easy. Jon Snow is is the mastermind. He's the Danny Ocean. He's the one who finds the crew. Mm-hmm. He's the one who calls the shots. Pretty okay. easy, right? I don't think anyone's arguing. He's the one who, who didn't necessarily have this idea, but he's the one who made it happen. Okay. Uh, number two, Tormund. Okay, we got to deal with Tormund. Tormund, second in command. Going to give it to him. He has almost as much experience as Jon. So... As the second in command, as Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. as Rusty Ryan from Ocean's Eleven, your job is to do whatever John tells you to do and stand in the back and just look cool and eat a bag of chips. Okay. Like that's that's all you got to do. Just, okay. I'll buy that. You know, maybe, maybe stroke your beard, eat some chips, mm-hmm. do what John tells you to do. Okay. So Tormund's second in command. Gendry. Gendry's the new kid. Okay, this is this is Linus. This is Linus. like a like like Matt Damon from Ocean's Eleven. He's new meat. He's talented but hot headed. He's not quite respected by the rest of the crew, mm-hmm. but if he uses that hammer immediately, he will prove his worth, and then they'll uh, make him a member of the crew. Like, like really, that. really bring him in. Makes sense. Then we got Jora. Got Jora next. He's the legendary thief. Yeah, he's the uh, old master. Who comes out of retirement for just one more job? <laughs> kind of like uh, Saul from oh, Promotions Eleven. Sure. No, it's Jorah. So like Jorah just gotta like keep an eye on the prize. Just one more job. That's all it's gonna take. Let's then, then it gets a little more difficult. Like these guys can't be thinking they're all Danny Oceans or Rusty Ryan's. Like you gotta know your role. And so Barrick's gotta take a little 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 side role and that's the role of the con man the inside man because he's dead he's undead <laughs> he's been killed many times so he's walking into like a place where he's gonna fit in okay he's, he's already died all these other people these white walkers they've died too or these uh the whites the oh, zombie okay. guys they've saying. died all too right, so he, he yeah he can, he i don't know if in. i don't know if necessarily like they're not gonna recognize him as alive or but we're just gonna see what happens <laughs> you know if you're below this level, that means you're expendable. Makes like you're, sense. you can die. 
Makes sense. Next, we have the Hound. He's the muscle. Mm-hmm. His only two jobs are to carry heavy things and to get into fights. That's all he's got to do. <laughs> Don't focus on anything else. Carry heavy things. Get into fights. Okay. And then last is Thoros. Thoros, at this point, last on the list, he's the fall guy. Mm. If he's going to be the one, uh, you know, with if no other character is around, he's going to be the one who has to you know, get either take the rap from the cops uh, and not be a rat. First in, last out. He's expendable. Got it. But, you know, because you did Bran, because you did Bran, I'm going to throw in Bran. Bran's Ooh. the hacker. Bran's the guy <laughs> back at HQ with the headset on saying, John, you need to go north. John, you need to go west. I like that. That's yeah. That sounds about right. Nice work. That's good. Yeah. I like so that. Anyway, if we if they take those approaches, I think they'll be successful in uh, stealing Terry Benedict's money. <laughs> there you have it. All right, Andrew, let's uh, let's move on to some wildfire hot takes. Wildfire. Stand clear. Stand clear. All right, Andrew, wildfire hot take time. I think Jamie's dead. <laughs> I'm just so wait. <laughs> I'm just okay. Jamie's did still Bron dead. Did Bron kill him? Did Cersei kill him? Okay. J- Jamie's still dead. Jamie's still dead. Let's just get that out, out of the top. Right off the top. I have a note here that says uh, Danny has grayscale. And then I noticed that you wrote in Jorah has grayscale. <laughs> so right. We were on the same page there. Jorah has grayscale. Like Sam did not get rid of it. There's no so, way, right? Jorah got rid of it. Or Jorah still has it. He gave it to Danny. Right. So we're both on the same track here. It definitely came back. Like Danny's got grayscale. Danny, no sorry, Danny. Like, okay, she was, she touched him. Mm-hmm. Don't hug that. Hug embrace. They yeah. they hugged. If 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 you knew somebody with grayscale, even if you were like really good friends with them mm-hmm. or like some sort of weird relationship with him and the dude came back and whatever, wouldn't you be a little squeamish if he like tried to touch you? Yes. I mean, his disease was communicated by touch. I mean, our friend, Gross, Nick, Jora. our friend, Gross. Nick, we watched, we watched the show at Nick's house, right? He had, uh, it looked like he had some poison Ivy, right? He had some poison Ivy. It was, it looked like it was recovered. But I'm not going to like give him a high five right now. I like I want to see that fully, fully like you need like a six month period. And then I'll give I want a, 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 I want a doctor's note a doctor's and then I want to wait a year. I want to wait a year. <laughs> Can you put a glove on? Uh, so anyway, there you go. Uh, she, she's got grayscale. Uh, you got another one here? What's your next yeah, one? Um, uh, this one's important. And. I don't know if anyone really noticed this and, and the, the show is moving too fast and it's not going to get criticism from me because I kind of like the pace and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll let other podcasts criticize. It, it uh, gives us more material. That's for pacing. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let, I'll let other podcasts criticize like, oh, it's too fast. The pacing. We're not blah, blah. That's not our podcast. No. You go to other podcasts for that. But what happened to the Dothraki? I got a better one. What happened to Euron? Well, hear me out on the Dothraki. Right? Okay. You can't just leave the Dothraki, okay? You just can't leave them unattended. There are three certainties in life, okay? One, don't touch someone who has grayscale, <laughs> okay? Two, don't leave Salador San alone with 
your spouse. Mm. Okay. Three, don't leave the Dothraki unattended. <laughs> they have no leader. They're just a bunch of horse guys running amok in Westeros. They're never going to go home. You're never going to be able to unite those dudes. Those dudes are just going to like wander around on their horses, you know, killing whatever is going on. Like they're, it's over. The Dothraki are done. Interesting. Interesting take. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where they are. I, I A few of them were with Danny, and then Danny flew back, right? Right. It's yeah. like... It's like the like Metallica when like we travel with Metallica, like the the band goes like they they just jump on a plane, but and get to their destination. Then they you know go out to have a nice dinner, get a nice rest. But the the crew they're in the the trucks and they have to they have to drive to the next destination, right? So they're driving back to Dragonstone. Is that what they're doing with their horses? Well, well first well, of all, are you saying that? Are you saying that the Dothraki are the roadies for Daenerys? I did. <laughs> okay. And second, if Danny's not there to tell him what to do, they're not going to do anything. They're just going to chill. They're just going to like their horses are going to graze. They're going to chill at that little uh, stream, that little river, and then they're going to go kill other people. Yeah, like, that's their thing. That we were introduced to the Dothraki in the very first episode. We know <laughs> what their deal is. Don't leave them alone. You need to have high supervision. High supervision. It's like yeah. leaving the dog alone. Like when you just get it, like Nick's puppy, you got to <laughs> keep your eye on it at all times. The Dothraki aren't going to get any better. It's not like they suddenly learned manners and civilization. This is not going to, that's how it works. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I do wonder, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting when, when Jamie reported back to Cersei about the Dothraki, I thought it was interesting how he, he characterized it as like, they mowed over us. They, it wasn't a war. It was sport for them. Like they, they, they were way better than our people. I thought that was kind of interesting that he, he, he said that and recognized that. Cersei, uh, they stand on their saddles. That's pretty sweet. That's still one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode or whole, whole season so far is the, the dude standing on their, on their saddles and, and firing. All right, Andrew, I got one more wildfire hot take. Uh, <clears throat> so Arya, we see uh, going in spying on Littlefinger, right? But it turns out Littlefinger might have been also spying on Arya. But then, like, I thought about it a little bit. So we know Arya was spying on Littlefinger, but Littlefinger was spying on Arya. But I think what you don't know, and here's the hot take, is that Arya was actually just spying on herself. Hmm. Okay? Just, just ponder that for a second. Okay. Arya was spying on Littlefinger. Littlefinger was spying on Arya, but Arya was spying on herself. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, just, I, I, my head hurts. Just let that sink in. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, with okay. that, let's move on to the uh, Book of Brothers. Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings, girlfriend. That is correct. All right, Andrew, again, to get in the Book of Brothers, you just have to do one little thing. That's go on iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment and five-star rating, and in that comment, just make sure you note your name. If you don't note your name, we're probably going to make a name up for you. But it's better if you note your name, because then we can come up with something cool about you. We could probably come up with something cool about you either way, but at least we'll know your name and you'll know it was about you. So, Andrew, we got two this week. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I'll go first. All right, go for it. Uh, this is Gary. 
Gary. And, uh, Gary, we've given Gary the nickname Gary the Scholastic. Mm. And uh, Gary's great deed is uh, he wrote and illustrated an award-winning children's book called Everyone Poops Themselves When They Die. <laughs> 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 this is a, a book usually read to children at the age of five, and that's how Braun learned that lesson at such an early age. I like that. Everyone poops dot, dot, dot themselves when they die. I like that. I like, it. I want to see, I want to read that book. Yeah. And so Gary, Gary, this classic, Gary, this classic. Nice for Gary. Welcome to the book of brothers for that deed. Scott, the cup bearer is mine. Okay. So Scott, Andrew, he's a cup bearer and occasional ping pong sparring partner for the best ping pong player in all of Westeros, Sir Andre. So Scott would always meticulously line up his cups on the ping pong table in a row, preparing to serve Andre after a match. But one day, Andre forgot his paddle at the brothel the night before, so Scott decided to challenge him to a different game altogether. They would take the turns, throwing that ping pong ball into the lined up cups of ale. Before he knew it, Scott had become more famous than his master, Andre, for his newly invented game of skill and precision, ale pong. Ale pong. I'd ale like pong. to play some ale pong. Ale pong. It's, it sounds like a neat game, right? I, I can see it going on at the back of the Inn at the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. You know, hot pie serving uh, bread, bringing some ale back, and there's some some frat dudes in the back playing ale pong. Scott the Cupbearer. Scott the Cup. We have Scott the Cupbearer to thank for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Andrew, uh, if if the folks want to get in the Book of Brothers, again, all they have to do, leave that comment, that rating on iTunes. Just takes you just a couple seconds. Very simple. You too might get added to the Book of Brothers. Let's move on to the It Is Known prediction segment. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. All right, Andrew, you're first. Give me an It Is Known prediction. Well, this is in relation to what I said earlier, but I think Jorah's grayscale, which still exists, yes, by the does. way, yep. still exists, will help defeat the White Walkers. Mm. Some way, you know, how Christopher Columbus <laughs> killed all the Indians with uh, with disease. I think Jorah will kill this invading force with disease. Interesting. Okay, I like that. Um, Andrew, I got one for you. You know, Cersei talks to Jamie. And says, "Are you going to uh, are you going to discipline Braun, right?" Uh oh, yeah. That? I have I have thoughts on this. I, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Whoa, whoa! What's going on here?" And it dawned on me, Andrew. I think Cersei's going to kill Braun. Uh oh. And my thought on this is Braun needs to get out of there. Braun does need to get out of there. That is. He needs to. He doesn't need to be Team Jamie. He doesn't need to be Team Tyrion. He just needs to go. To Essos, just find a little island, mm. find a little spot, just be brawn. Just do brawn things. Dragons are where their partnership ends. Uh, I did like that. So, so Andrew, yeah, I think Cersei's going to kill Braun, and and I think that might be the the tipping point. Like, yeah, they she might be pregnant, and yeah, you know, it's like us versus the world and all that stuff. But if she kills Braun, like that's going overboard, right? I think so. And yeah, that might that might be the tipping point for Jamie. That, that is a bridge tipping. too far. That is she a can blow far. up a church. Oh yeah, we'll, but don't do like, not kill whatever. 
Do but not kill Braun. the moment you kill Braun, mm-hmm. that's when that's when I'm out. That's, that's when I'm out off Team cross Lannister. The line. Cross <laughs> the line. Don't do that. The red line. All right, there you go, Andrew. What do you what do you got? Um. So the Arya Sansa stuff was not incredibly well defined, but I think Sansa's got some stuff in the works. So the guy who always wears his giant metal breastplate. Jan Royce. Sure. He's yeah, the yeah. one who from from the Vale. She was kind of letting him, him talk a little bit. So I think that she's going to end up playing that guy against Littlefinger. Ooh. She's so she's that that's the reason why she kind of let that go on the way it was. So she can turn against Littlefinger. Get him turned against Littlefinger. She can keep the Knights of the Vale. Littlefinger can be gone. So I think she's got a little more politics at play rather than uh Arya just saying that she's being a bad leader. Are we going to see that uh, little uh, what's his name the the guy from the Vale the Robin Robin Are who we knows see Robin Robin kind of sucks who knows it'll probably be like the very last episode where they're like here's where the castles are and who's in the castles now it's Robin Aaron playing with his toys what if by Robin, the moon door what if Robin's the one that ends up on the the Iron Throne he may be the prince who was promised he might be the prince who was promised you didn't think about that huh. All right, I got one more, Andrew. Uh, we learned in this episode that High Septon Maynard takes meticulous notes in his journal about the goings-on of his day, including his bowel movements. And Andrew, I just, I gotta say, I think High Septon Maynard shits are gonna play an important role in the end game of this story. <laughs> I, there's, there's, there's more to that story. Like, don't... Don't think for a second that George R. R. Martin is not above using the number of high sept and Maynard shits to play a role in the way that this thing ends. And I listen, just throwing it out there. Okay, I understand that. So maybe there is a situation where somebody's saying, if only we knew the diet of the people back 30 years ago, and Gilly's right. gonna be like, I bet I could figure this out. I know this. I know this. <laughs> I know this. Um, mostly corn guys, (laughs) mostly corn. According to uh, high Septon Maynard, mostly corn is the diet. That's probably, they'll probably need that. They'll probably need that. Uh, my only other prediction, Kevin, is that next week, I think deaths are coming. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Deaths are definitely coming. Let's go through it. Let's go through the seven people going up. For the record, the I mission. still have not I still have not listened or heard or read anything about spoilers. So this is your opportunity to tell me, do you know who dies next week? No, no. I li- I literally have no idea. I, I assume know, so. No, I I, stayed, dying, I didn't though. do those. Yeah. I didn't well, I, I I I'm assuming so. I mean, you've got people going up. But yeah, someone's the, dying. Someone's, someone's dying. dying. Someone's dying. I think multiple. There, so let's let's go through this. Ooh, you think multiple? Interesting. John, John going to die? No. Okay. Tormund. Oh, he's a possibility. He's a possibility. He's the a only possibility. reason he wouldn't. Basically anybody but, but John. Well, Basically uh, anybody but John. Let's think this through. Who, who has a story yet to be told? Who's got something they still have to do? Well, Jorah has something with Danny. I guess. But maybe that was their her last like little pouty face or a little happy face that was kind right. of his last See, last thing I that, think could, that be could be it. 
He's he's possible. He's possible. He's possible. Uh, okay, so Tormund, yes or no? I don't know what else he has to do. I mean, I love the guy, but I don't know what else he has to do. I think Tormund dies. I he might die. He might be okay. part of the crew. Jorah, yes or no? I'm gonna go with no. Okay. Still, Scott, still got more Danny story to tell. I think so. I. Okay. It would be a shame for him to like get the grayscale cut off, come back, and die the first thing he does. <laughs> yeah, but at least he helped out. Like he'll he'll go down in a blaze. Like if he does go down, like okay. he'll he'll save the day. You know, one yeah, last I, job. I like that. I like all, that. all one last job guys end up dying. That's a good point. Okay. Okay. Uh, Barak and Thoros. I think they're a package deal. Yeah, I don't know that they have anything left to do because they seem to be on like a suicide mission, don't they? Right. Don't they this, seem to this, feel like they've got the one last their, job too? Yeah. This is their yeah. This is their one last job. Let's We've go do got it. A so I think purpose. I think yeah. we'll probably lose both of them. I, I I'm going to say yes. We're going to lose both of them. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Gendry, uh, I'm going to go no. Gendry, no. Yeah, after after all that work, you know, and yeah, he's been gone so long that would suck. Mostly for the actor. <laughs> like, they're not going to bring him back just for one show. Although That's they did true. for Hot Pie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they made a deal with Hot Pie. Like, we'll give you the rights to sell Hot Pie's Game of Thrones cookies mm-hmm. if uh, you just come back and do one episode. Yeah. No, I All think right, Gendry's, and, he's going to survive. Yeah, Gendry's going to survive. And the Hound. Okay, so what does the Hound have left to do? A lot. He has to fight his brother. Oh, Clegane Bowl. Yeah, so that, no, you're right. I think he survives because we got to have a Clegane Bowl. So I think uh, John survives, the Hound survives. That's your only, and Gendry, those are your only guarantees. Tormund, right. Tormund is mm, not looking he's great. He's a maybe. He's a maybe. Jorah, uh, he's a maybe. He's a maybe. Thoros and Beric are done. I think those guys are done. Yeah. They're done. Right. They're done. Interesting. Wow, you're gonna have some deaths. I'm already thinking about Hall of Famers. I mean, do we have any Hall of Famers? It'll it'll be a week for some Hall of Famers. Oh man, I have a feeling it's gonna be a week for some counting deaths too. Uh, there was no battle in this episode, Andrew, and we've seen a lot of battles this season. I think we got a battle coming up next week. Okay, we got some. Like, we got some battles. I like all battles. for oh, <laughs> again. Not not to underscore the point. All to go capture one <laughs> stinking wild or uh, a white white walker. Hey, uh, it doesn't have to be a good plan. It just has to work. Like <laughs> stealing Terry Benedict's casino money, not a good plan, but yeah, it just has to work. That. It just has to work. All right. Well, there you go. It just seems like okay. Tell me this. Maybe no one dies. Because think about this, uh, Beric and and Thoros, they say they've got this greater purpose, right? They're in this for this greater purpose. They've got one more job, right? Is that one more job really to go capture a White Walker to take it back to King's Landing or to take it back to Danny? Like that seems like a pretty weak reason by uh, Rolor to keep bringing back. <laughs> Uh, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, but they haven't been in the show forever. So if they were main characters, I would agree with you. But the fact that they 
kind of get brought back sporadically over the course of the past six years, I would say this is probably their one last job. Okay. Roller rollers like I need you for this thing in the future to help snag a one white walker. To be clear, I'm not I'm not criticizing the show in any way. That's not what we do on this podcast. I'm really doing this so I can handicap who I think is going to die because the Westgate Westeros is calling on me to make sure I've given them the, 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 a good opinion as they set these odds, Andrew. Right. And I think Thoros and uh, Beric, pretty, pretty good odds. Pretty yeah. good odds. I think they got pretty good odds. Almost too. do an exacta on that. Pick, pick, them, pick Thoros to die first and then Beric. We might need to call Jimmy the Bravosi. See if uh, see if we can get his opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, there I'm calling go. it right now. Exacta, Thoros dies first, then Beric. That order. I like it. I like it. I I don't disagree. I think unfortunately that's going to pay you like um, six to five. <laughs> hey, I'll take my money and I'll move on. All right, fair enough. All right, well let's get out of here, Andrew. Uh, thanks again to all of you that are listening uh, to this podcast. Thanks to our friends. Who was it? Scott the Cup Bearer and Gary the Scholastic for leaving comments on iTunes. Go out there and do that for us. Appreciate it very much. Leave us uh, leave us that review and, and reach out to us on Twitter at MakeWesteros. We're out there tweeting up a storm, mostly just cracking really bad jokes. I think I did a joke about Ben Bernanke earlier. <laughs> Ooh, I love me some Fed jokes. Ben of House Bernanke uh, was the joke. I think I got two likes. Those two likes, though, those guys really, really liked that. That's all I'm going to say. So, all right, those let's guys get out took of here. macroeconomics in college. <laughs> let's get out of here. Thanks again to everybody. We will catch you next time. Until then, Valamogulis. Valado Hyrus. Valado Hyrus.